and welcome to Kingwood United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining us today. Wherever you're listening from and whatever service you're listening to, we strongly believe because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, there is always more life. Well, hey, church, good morning. Merry Christmas. Uh, I wanted to invite you guys into, uh, into, into my living room uh, where we're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time getting into the Word. Uh, I think, I think it's, it's good for us uh, as we enter into the Word of God this morning uh, that we, as we center our, our Christmas morning around uh, the things of, of Christ, uh, we're going to read a little bit of, uh, of, of the story of, of Jesus, um, focusing on the shepherds this morning. And so uh, if you would, if you have your Bibles, uh, you can open them up to Luke chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 8. But as, we, uh, as I do, uh, on, uh, when, I, when I sit down um, to the Word, I, I open up uh, my time of reading Scripture with, uh, with a word of prayer. Uh, so let's just ask God to meet us in the midst of the text this morning. Holy Spirit, you desire uh, to meet us um, in every moment, in every circumstance, in every situation. And, um, and so God, as we read your word today, God, would you just reveal your heart? God, as we read about, uh, about you as, a, as an infant child, as we read about the response of the, the shepherds who come to hear and to see, God, I, I just, I pray that, that you, would, you would mold and shape us. God, that you would transform our hearts to be more like you. God, help us to experience your presence. Help us to know that you are near. And help us to go in that power, knowing that you are uh, always with us. You are always Emmanuel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 So let's read. Starting in verse 8, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for I bring you good news that I will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heaven, of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heavens. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us all about. So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that he heard, that they had heard and seen, 
which were just as they had been told. This is the word of God for you and me, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, as I think uh, and ponder on this passage, I love to, to underline things in, in my Bible as I'm reading. I love to highlight different words that stand out to me. And, uh, and this morning, there's a few words that kind of stand out. The word seen stands out to me. We'll touch on that in just a minute. And we'll come back to, to the way that the, the shepherds saw. But I think about on this Christmas morning as our kids opened all these presents and I think about gifts. And then I read a story like this and I think, man, this, this gift changed everything. Like what is, what is that gift that you could open up on a Christmas morning and it really like changes things for you? Has anybody, anybody opened up a gift on a Christmas morning and kind of like just changed, changed the world a little bit? Maybe made something a little bit easier, like a, like a Roomba uh, that, that, that you don't have to clean, you don't have to vacuum your floor anymore, the thing does it for you, right? Uh, Abby says it saves her 15 minutes every day, right? A, a gift that just somehow changes the way that you experience life. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I got a gift that kind of changed the way that I, um, that I, that I look at and I see uh, my faith. Um, I got this, this Bible. Uh, my mom gave it to me. And uh, this Bible, when I opened it up, I was like, man, this is, this is just a really cool old book. Uh, and I opened it and, and started flipping through it. And I looked at the very front page. And it says, Clinton Kimball. Christmas, 1883. My, my namesake, Clinton Kimball, my great, 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 maybe a couple more greats added on there, grandfather's Bible. From his confirmation. And, and, and inside of these pages, these old, withered, browned pages are scribblings from my great-great-great-grandfather. There are things that are underlined in the Bible. There are things that are outlined, that are, that are, are, are emphasized. And for me, that, when I opened this present, it changed the way that I understood my faith. When I opened this gift, um, my faith was not just a personal thing for me. My faith became generational. I understood my faith, not just in my own experience, but, but in, the, in the heritage that had been passed on to me, in the roots of my story. And, uh, and even, even the faithfulness of God through all of, all of the ups and downs of my family history. If you, if you hear my, my parents' testimony, uh, they were not believers for the first 20-something years of their lives. The, the same family line that passed this Bible down, it, the, the, the chain of faith broke somewhere in there. But the faithfulness of God to seek and find my family, to bring back roots of faith. You know, sometimes when you cut down a, cut down a tree, if the roots are still strong, it finds a way. And so I understood 
just the heritage of my faith and the faithfulness of God on a different level when I started to ponder what this gift meant to me. You know, uh, Jeremy Bass and Erica opened up a, a gift this, uh, this season that changed their lives. Um, a baby that, that changes everything. It changes the way that we see the rest of the world. It changes the way that we interact with the world that we, that we go back into. Changes the way that we, we pack when we, when we go out the door. Uh, you can't just pack for yourself. You start thinking about all of the different things that you have to pack in order to make this outing to Walmart a successful outing. It changes things. On that night, there was a gift that was given to the world that literally changed everything. A gift that, that, sh- that shone through the roots of all of history in the fulfillment in this moment, a gift that changed the history of the world. But not just the history of the world, it changed individuals' lives. I'm, so, I'm just shocked at the, the shepherds. You know, we see, we see that they, um, they saw, they, they had heard about this Messiah, right? They, I mean, they're Jewish, Jewish shepherds uh, living in Bethlehem and, and they had heard all about this, this coming king, this Messiah. They had heard of the things that were gonna be and the, the things that would happen and the, the peace that would come from this, this prince of peace that would be born. And, uh, and so they had heard all of these things. But when I, when I look at, at scripture, it seems that around verse 17, there was a turning point for them. They heard and then they saw. In verse 17, it says, when they had seen him, then they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. Right, they, they had heard, and when we hear something, um, it becomes like a, you know, that's, that's really interesting. I'm excited about that. But when we see it, when we see it firsthand, when we see it for our own, our own eyes, it becomes something that we can't, just, we can't just ponder on. It becomes something that we must, we, we got to share. We got to tell it. We got to let people know what we had just experienced. See, to hear about something is much different than seeing it tangibly and experiencing it. Seeing it for the shepherds led to action. Seeing it for the, for the shepherds led to them spreading the word of God to all that they came, came in contact with. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. And I love in verse 20. And the thing I, one of the things I highlighted in, in verse 20 was, um, it says the shepherds returned back to their fields, the place in which they originally were. They returned and they were glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. 
You see, when we encounter this Jesus firsthand, it's one thing to hear about it, to hear about Jesus, to hear about this, this Savior, to hear about this Messiah, to hear about this gift. But when we experience it for, for ourselves, when we experience it firsthand, it changes the way that we go back into our daily life. They didn't go and do something totally different with their lives. They went back to shepherding. But I think the author, I think Luke, he's trying to highlight a difference. One of the, one of the things we learned in, in one of my seminary classes is uh, that oftentimes a, a, an author will start with a position of a character and he'll end with a position of a character and the change between those two positions has something to do with what happened in the middle. And so we see at the very beginning of this passage in verse 8, and the shepherds were living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock. Very ordinary situation. And in verse 20, the bookend of that statement, the change position of the attitude of the shepherd's heart is that the shepherds returned back to that same place, but their, their posture and their attitude was different. They weren't just watching over the, 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 the sheep and the flocks. No, they were glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. You see, when we experience and encounter that gift of Jesus, it ought to change the posture of our hearts. It ought to change the attitudes of our hearts as we go back into the normal things. And so, so church, as, uh, as we leave this place today, I want to just challenge you. I want to challenge you to, to begin to think about who are those, who, where are those places that you're going to go back into a normal, a normal flow of life? After the holiday season, how does, how does encountering the living Christ change our posture as we go back into the world? How does it change the attitude of our heart? Though we may go back to doing normal things, we're doing it in a different light because we've seen, not just heard, but we've seen of the living Christ. We've seen Emmanuel in our, in our midst. And then two, who are those people that as you go back to the field that you'll encounter that, that need to hear of what you've seen? That need to hear uh, and be amazed at the experience that you've had with the living Messiah, with that gift that changes our lives. We have a, um, we have a prayer that, we've, uh, that we kind of came together and, and, and wrote just as a reflection on, on this past year and as a, uh, a moving forward, thinking about what, what our call is as we move into this next season of, of the life of our church. Church, I think that there's, there's a lot of people in our community who have drifted from the, from the life of, of faith. That over the last years of COVID have, 
have slipped into isolation. I think there's a lot of people who need to hear the message of, of the Messiah, of the gift that, that came to change each and every one of our lives, to restore our stories, to bring us back to places of faith. Because that God is faithful. Or that God is faithful to meet us uh, from generation to generation. And I think he's calling each of us. Just like he called somebody to bring my mom and my dad back to faith. Because somebody, somebody had the boldness to tell them how much, how much this Jesus meant to them. And it changed the course of history in my life changes the course of history in uncounted places because of the faithfulness of, of a person who said this story is too great not to be told. That is our call, church. If you have seen and experienced the gift of the baby Jesus, then our call is to go out praising and glorifying God because our hearts are changed. And the, and the places that we are going, we will come across many people that need to hear that story. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let's pray. God, we, uh, we honor you. We honor you with, the, with our story. We honor you with the witness and the testimony that you've given us through your Messiah. So God, as we leave this place, as we, as we join together in this prayer, uh, God, I pray that you would, you would use it to mold us and to shape us. You would use, us, use it to help us to reflect on this past year and, and use it to, to bring um, new insight into what you're calling us to in the coming. God, we honor you today. In your name we pray, amen. We're gonna say this prayer um, and you're gonna get a, a copy of this prayer on your way out. There's some on a, on a podium. And, um, and so you can grab one of those. We encourage you just to take, take that prayer and make it something that you can, there's kind of three parts in that prayer. Um, use, use each of those parts to, to think about, process, to journal, um, kind of the ways the, the Lord is, is, uh, is speaking to you in the midst of that. Um, but allow this to be kind of part of your devotion in this coming week um, as, we, as we move forward together as a church. But join with me in this prayer. Lord, owner of time and eternity, yours is today and tomorrow, the past, the present, and the future. We want to thank you for life, love, and joy this year. Thank you for your sovereignty. Thank you for protecting us from the things that we thought we wanted that would have been de detrimental to us. Thank you for another year of memories and experiences. Thank you for the people that we connected with and the people that loved on us and supported us through these past 12 months. Your words remind us that all good things are from Heavenly the Father. And as we stand on the edge of another year, we look back in gratitude and joy. Jesus, we repent of the hurt 
we cause to others and, and, our, and others this year. We apologize for our hurtful words, for the time lost, for money wasted, and for the moments that we have relied on our own strength and wisdom instead of leaning on and submitting to you. Though you move through our, your own power, you ask us to partner with you for the sake of the gospel. In the places we have failed this year, we confess our missteps and ask for your forgiveness and grace. As we get ready to start this new year, we ask you to put your truth in our words and your passion for the gospel in our church. Make us disciples who worship passionately, love extravagantly, and witness boldly. Father, help us to be realistic when it comes to assessing our own strength and inspire us to put the good of others before our own. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.